0: We live in such an Instagram, Facebook, social media heavy world, that it's easy to get caught in this trap of believing that everything that we create needs to be shared in order for it to exist, or it needs to be validated in order for it to exist. But it doesn't just start, and if it's not perfect, it doesn't matter.
1: Bringing you conversations with the world's leading visual storytellers on making real impact. This is Storytelling for Change, the Photographers Without Borders podcast. I'm your host, Danny Conde Silva, and I want to acknowledge that I'm coming to you from the traditional territories of the Haudenosaunee, Anishinaabe, Metis, and Mohawk First Nations in Canada. Today on Storytelling for Change, we're joined by Laura Wood. Laura is a photographer and educator based in South Yorkshire, United Kingdom. She's mum to two young boys with motherhood and daily life inspiring much of her photography. Laura finds catharsis through self-portraiture by taking feelings and emotions out of her head and heart and holding a mirror up to herself by way of the camera. This process has given her a tangible way of dealing with everything from sleep deprivation, depression and anxiety, to overwhelming love and gratitude. This outpouring of feelings into art has connected her with photographers around the world who share her experiences. These connections told Laura that there was a need for further equality and for marginalized voices to be heard more loudly in the industry. She co-founded a photography community called Flock Live with her sister, Sarah. Laura is a firm believer that finding our creative voice is simple when we strip away expectation, pressure, and focus solely on instinct, impulse, and freedom. Here's Laura telling us about how her photography practice has evolved into what it is today. Yeah,
0: so I think for me, this all really started when I had my first child and they grow so quickly. But I think what we forget is that while they're growing up, we're growing up too. So I've I've grown up so much with my children and I saw a quote about it the other day that what children don't realise really is that whilst their parents are watching them grow up, they're watching their parents grow up. And that's been so true for me. So there've been so many milestones not just for my children and, and growth for my children but for me as a, as a person as a photographer as well so that's sort of a little bit about why I started it was just trying to freeze time I guess with images really trying to hold on to moments um, with my children and, and moments in family life because it can all go by in such a blur like most days do go by in such a blur. And the years certainly do as well. So um, my images are really sort of markers in time for me so that I can go back and remember how I felt on those days and to be able to feel what I felt in the moments too, because something that's really important for me through my photography as a parent is that I don't just document the days that are good. So I don't just document the the sort of sunny beautiful happy days because I think it's really important to be able to communicate with children so if my children grow up and they have their own families I want to be able to speak to them in a very real way that shows I understand that I know it's difficult to be a parent and that not all days are good some days are just really really tiring but I guess the title of of the chat was I was here too and I've been here on all those days, the good days, the bad days, everything in between for my children. And I've mothered them and I've loved them through every single day, whether it's been good or bad. And my images are sort of my way of keeping those feelings and having, leaving a legacy for my children that shows them the kind of mother that I was and the relationships that we had and the life that we lived.
1: Laura is one of the only people I know who states in the first sentence of her bio that she's a mom. I asked her why that was important to her so i'm very proud to be a mum, so that's part of it, but also
0: the fact is that I am a mother before everything else that is my life. I mean the reason that i 'm talking to you from my bedroom and not my office is because my kids are downstairs and they're being really noisy where i 'm sat now there's Christmas presents around my feet that need to be wrapped up that'll be given to the children at christmas and I was thinking about this quite a lot, and it, it reminded me of when um when my grandma passed away, I inherited one of her old handbags. And the first thing you do, of course, is to look through the handbag and see if there's anything inside it. And there were things that just spoke of who my grandma was as a woman. And there were sort of small things like a pack of tissues and some cough sweets and receipts from places that she liked to go. And I always remember feeling really connected to my grandma through those small things and, and to who she was as a grandmother and I looked through one of my own handbags the other day, just before we did this, um, because you'd said it, it's sort of the first time you've ever seen anybody say mother first. So I looked through one of my own handbags and in there, there were memory cards and um, receipts, tissues, but the biggest thing in there was a nappy. You'd call it a diaper. So, and there were dummies in there. And so there are pieces of me as a woman outside of being a mother, obviously, but the biggest part, the, the sort of the thing that takes up the most space, not only in my handbag, um, but in my life and in my home and my children. And, and they're the driving force behind everything that I do through all this, all this work that I do is, is, is for them, really.
1: When I see Laura's photographs, I wish that my childhood had been documented the same way. I wish I could go back to those moments and remember everything, the messy moments as well as the manicured ones. Many of Laura's photographs evoke this sense of nostalgia, of being in another time. I asked her to touch on where that stylistic choice came from and what it means to her. So I'm really interested like about about this idea that motherhood, whilst
0: so many things in life change, so fashion changes, trends change, life in general changes, motherhood is timeless. Parent, being a parent is totally timeless. You can look at an image from hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago and see the same connection between a parent and child, as you would say, even 20, 30, 40 years by na- from now. So this idea of sort of being a parent and being a mother, for me in particular, being a really timeless thing, I think holding that um, close to me in my work probably gives you that sense of maybe timelessness or, or nostalgia. And we were talking about it a little bit before. I love the word nostalgia. And, um, because it's it's so rare that a word can sum up a feeling. Um, and when we say nostalgia or nostalgic, we all know what that means. It means looking sort of looking into the past and being transported in and feeling everything that we felt in those sort of, that, that nostalgic feeling sort of brings up for us. And for me, these images, are about, so this this one that's on the screen now, that was in Italy and, and this is a caravan and I can see because I have these images, I can feel the warmth on my skin in this one. I can remember whether my chi- whether my child slept the night before or they didn't because I've got this image and it just takes me to that place but I've always been inspired by old photographs as well and I think something that was really clear for me was when I was going through my own sort of family's albums from when I was a child, it would nearly always be my mum that was taking the photograph. So I have some photographs where I'm with my mum and they're very, very dearly treasured, but it's mostly my mum that's taking the images and I think that's true for sort of a lot of parents. I felt really compelled to get out from behind the camera and find ways of making sure that I was present um, in the images for my children. So they've got that, like you say, so that they know their mother so that they know their mother was there. And yeah, so I guess nostalgia does drive a lot of my work. I'm a very sentimental person anyway, so um,
1: yeah. As someone whose main subject matter is her immediate family, I wanted to know how Laura's family feels about being photographed. I asked her what lessons she's learned from them and how she takes those lessons into her work with other people.
0: I mean, I always try and keep it as relaxed and enjoyable as I can for them. And They've both been used to me having a camera from a really young age from them being a really young age so it's sort of for them it's part of who their mother is if they're ever not feeling it if they ever don't want their photo taken likewise with my husband I won't push it I'll never push it because I want this to be something that we look back on with fondness and happiness which is why I don't always sort of I don't really care whether the kids are smiling or or what they're doing Um, so in this image, you can just about see Arthur's expression. He actually looks quite serious, but that's that's what he looked like in that moment. And that's fine. That's fine for me. And, and likewise, with my husband, there was a photo that came up earlier when he was holding my smallish child. And, and Paul looks really serious in that image. But I, I love those as well, because like I said earlier, I guess it's not just the happy bits of people that I want to capture. And this definitely sort of filters through into my client work. It's It's people
1: in all their moods um, with all their emotions, with everything that they've got to bring. Laura also photographs other families. I asked her to tell us about that experience and how she approaches that sort of work. Yeah,
0: I do. Um, And the more I've shared, like the more of my personal work that I've shared, I find that the clients that are coming to me really connect with what I do. So I'm finding that more people really want to tell their true like unique story rather than getting sort of the shots where everybody's smiling and looking at the camera they're coming to me for something that tells the story of of what makes their family so uniquely beautiful because every family rubs along in a different way and being able to capture that is such an honor and it's these moments really these in between moments that Tend to pull at my heartstrings the most and make me really sort of want to get the the camera out and document because these are the pieces of our lives and I feel very much the same for my clients. Like I want to tell the story of what makes their life uniquely theirs. And actually, as much as I can appreciate why sometimes people want a photo where everybody's sort of standing and smiling and looking at the camera, as a family we don't do that. In normal, in like everyday life, we
1: so rarely ever do that. And for me, it's more sort of important to leave behind these stories. Since so many of Laura's photographs freeze everyday moments and have a sort of candid quality to them, I wondered about her process. Does she always carry a camera and tripod with her, just waiting for the right light and the right moment? Here she is telling us a little bit more about her approach. I will
0: sometimes, I will take my camera out for a full day or if we go on holiday, I will always have my camera with me. But I don't sort of, I don't shoot constantly because um, my kids need for me to feel sort of, to feel that their mummy's present as well and not just this person that's always got a camera. But I think for me, it's either, it's either sometimes an idea that I've had sort of rattling around in my brain for a while um, because of something that I felt. So with the kids, like, I'll often get these moments where it really strikes me that I'm a mother. Obviously, I've I've been a mother for nearly six years, but I forget sometimes. And it's just through simple things like seeing my reflection where I'm holding my child or realising that I've not been able to maybe get a shower or a bath or whatever that day because the kids have needed me so much. And you have these moments of realisation and sometimes... I'll let those moments of realisation feed into the stories that I tell and I'll try to tell the story of what I'm feeling in my heart and in my head, which is really cathartic for me because I'm such a worrier and I really get inside my head quite badly sometimes. So being able to take those feelings and those thoughts out of my head and put them into an image almost helps me to make sense of what I feel. And like this image, this was my child's sort of first day of school which is an anxious day I think for any parent and an anxious day for kids as well so with this image I was aware that I didn't sort of want to get into Arthur's space too much and I certainly didn't want to take a tripod (laughs) um, to his first day of school because all the other parents would have thought I was maybe a little bit bonkers but um, I knew that I wanted to capture I knew that I wanted to capture something that told the story of me being there his dad's in that image and the easiest way was just to shoot the shadows just again so that I've got that marker in time because when I look at this image I can remember what the weather felt like I can remember what the air smelled like I can remember how Arthur felt on that first day of school and I can also remember sort of how I felt so that was very spirit of the moment and just having my camera with me so yeah I guess I'm struck by feelings more than light and, and things like that it's more. I'm struck by feeling and then I have this sort of pull to capture that feeling.
1: Something that strikes me about Laura's work is the vulnerability that comes with sharing one's family story. I asked her how that practice of vulnerability has translated into her work with clients. Oh, hugely. So um, in the beginning, I was just sort of taking any work that
0: would come my way, which meant sometimes I was compromising my little, myself a little bit and photographing things in a style that didn't necessarily move me or make me feel connected to the work. But as I started to share more of my personal work and images like this that, to me, tell the story of just beautiful everyday life and connection and, and the way that families exist alongside one another, I think it showed... Potential clients that their life in its ordinariness sometimes and it's just everydayness is beautiful too. Because for me, these are the pieces that I really want to remember. Um, and I hope they're the pieces that my kids will look back on.
1: When we interviewed Laura on our live Storytelling for Change series, many people wanted to know if Laura ever photographed the other side of parenting the tears, the tantrums. And if she ever photographed herself in the parts of her life that lie outside of motherhood.
0: Yeah, so I definitely capture the other side of parenting. I've got quite a few images where I'm holding the kids and they're crying or they were teething and things like that. I don't always, for example, if my eldest Arthur at this age five, if he was to be having a meltdown, I I might not photograph that because he He's five and he's aware of what's happening and he needs to really feel that I'm connecting with him and not sort of photographing that. But, um, yeah, when things happen, like the image where he's got his head on the table and stuff, I go with it. But, yeah, I have done some sort of solo self-portrait stuff. It's really difficult because I am so many other things than a mother. But at this stage, I think because the kids are five and two, they consume all of my thoughts they probably always will but they also consume pretty much all of my time so I have done solo self-portraits but it's usually I'm usually thinking about them so for me it's really difficult at this stage of life to sort of separate and um, the two things out um I guess when I feel least like a mother is when I'm photographing weddings so I do wedding photography as well um and I can really get into a different different space there but Yeah, typically the kids are on my mind or
1: hanging off my leg. I asked Laura if she had any advice for photographers whose family members don't like to be photographed. I think I I appreciate that it's different for everybody. I think it's important, I guess,
0: that to sometimes have those conversations around why, like why it matters to you um, and why it might matter to the children when they're older so I think one of the reasons that Paul is as supportive as he is is because he lost his mum when he was in his 20s and we only have a few images of his mum so he really firsthand understands what it is to miss somebody and to want to have those images to look back on so I think that helps but I would say just being honest about what it means what it really means and If we're not, so a lot of what I do isn't about asking people to look at me in a particular way or to smile or anything like that. And I think that helps when people can just, they can feel like they can be themselves. And the more that they're used to you having the camera, the more that they will, hopefully, I hope for you anyway, that they'll become comfortable with that process. Because it's so important for if you've got kids, for the kids to have images in which you exist as
1: parents, I think. Laura and her sister founded an organization called Flock Live. Here, Laura explains what the organization is all about, how it came to be, and who it was made for.
0: We've learned a lot over this last year and um, that sort of reshaped what this looks like. And in the beginning, it was very much about elevating the position of women in the industry. So um, providing opportunities for women to teach, to speak, to learn and um, to grow in a safe space um, where they could feel creatively free and nurtured. And then as we as we move through this, we were like, well, this is not just for women, this is for marginalised genders, including women. This is for our non-binary friends, our trans friends. And so it's sort of grown and changed in, in that way. But the... The sort of the main thing is elevating the position of photographers in the industry um, with marginalized genders and um, sort of top of mind in, a, in everything that we do. So we created the conference, which sadly got um, cancelled due to COVID. And we were so excited for you to be speaking there, but I'm sure it will happen one day. But since that, we've grown our online community, and because we've had to focus online, we've that's what we've had to do, we've had to move online. And it's a beautiful space. It's very, very sort of nurturing, a a beautiful sense of community. And the work in there is just gorgeous and so inspiring. And there are people at so many different stages on the journey, um, which I love about the space that we have, because I was speaking about it recently. I think sometimes for me, it's really important to go back to the beginning one and why I ever first picked up a camera in the first place and to go back to the joy and to go back to sort of the, what is my why and what's my intention? Um, so to see people at the beginning of that journey who are just, there's no expectations, they're just having fun is, is really um, wonderful. Equally, it's amazing to see people that have been doing it for years and years. And I love that it's a really mixed sort of um, mixed bag of, of styles and of um, different stages of people's journeys. When we first set Flock Up, one of the things was that I got quite tired of hearing the expression, it's just another mum with a camera, and that gets thrown about quite a lot. But we're, as I said to you, Danielle, we're the memory keepers, and we tell the stories of what it is to live everyday life during these times. And it would be so interesting if we had access to every parent ever's sort of photo album, personal photo album, How many historic moments might be within within those images that tell the story of time, of space, of place? So yeah, so that was sort of really important to me when setting up Flock as well, that people who were parents felt empowered to tell those stories. It's usually been men that have been in the industry for a lot of years um, that will make those comments. And I know it's certainly not, not just me that's heard those comments and seen those comments. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it's about, really, because I I just don't, I can't see it from that perspective. Like you, Danielle, I think there's so much power in having parents tell these stories of everyday life. So maybe it's something I need to sort of, I'll wait till somebody says it again, and then maybe I'll ask them what it's all about, because I'm not sure either. I don't know where it, where that sort of feeling comes from. I think maybe photography has become so accessible that so many more people are picking up cameras and phones and, and and a lot of us start with our children we've got this time where we're on maybe we're on maternity leave or whatever and also we just want to document the kids so we've not necessarily been through professional training every single time and we're very much self-taught so maybe there's some sort of pushback against that i'm not sure it's an interesting one
1: It's clear when talking with Laura how passionate she is about her work and the people she documents. I asked Laura about the impact she wanted her work to have in the world, now and in the future. I also asked if she could share with us one of the life lessons she's learned that has helped shape the way she works.
0: Yeah, I guess for me, I just want everyone to believe in their unique vision because... I think it's it's just it's so underrated, that piece around understanding that nobody can see the way the world the way that you do or that I do or that anyone else does. We all have this unique life lens, which is perfectly mirrored when we can start using photography to to sort of tell the world what that looks like. And nobody's life is the same. Nobody's feelings are the same. No moment will strike one person the same way as it will another so I just really really want to see artists embrace that and sort of let go of expectation and believe that it's more than enough to tell the stories the the way that you see them and to document life in the way that it looks like to you because there's it there's enough room for all of us in this photography world and the reason for that is is that nobody has the power to see the way the world the way that you do or, or that I do or that somebody else does we all have that so really, I just want people to really embrace um, that and to find confidence in their work through knowing that their unique vision is is worth being sort of shared with the world. So I don't know if this is the biggest lesson in my life, but it's certainly up there has been a really big one, is understanding like truly what it means to feel safe in the body, like in certain spaces. So... The, the goal with Flock was to create a safe space, which we try to do every every day that we run that space. That's what we're trying to do. But realising that what feels safe for me might not feel safe for somebody else. Um, and what feels safe for somebody else might not feel safe for somebody else. So really trying to understand on a deeper level what it means to be human, um, not just from my perspective, but from the perspective of, of others. So really listening and understanding so yeah, I guess that's it, I, I think, because hear, we hear it a lot, this bit about it's a safe space, but really digging into what that looks like for everybody and, and not just saying it's safe, but really looking at what that, that means for everybody. And we talked about it earlier, didn't we, Danielle, earlier this week about how, as humans, we feel more connected than ever this year. So yeah, just exploring that humanness. And hoping very much that the connection we found this year will, will take Flock forwards and, and really make it the safe space that we want it to be.
1: You can follow Laura's work on Instagram at our kiddo. That's O-U-R-K-I-D-D-O. And you can connect with the Flock community on Facebook. And that's P-H-L-O-C-K Flock live. I'm Danny Conda-Silva, and this has been Storytelling for Change, presented by Photographers Without Borders. Don't forget to follow us on all your favorite podcast platforms so you can be notified of new episodes first. All Photographers Without Borders members also have access to our full visual library of unedited Storytelling for Change episodes. To become a member, head to photographerswithoutborders.org and find us on Instagram or Facebook at Photographers Without Borders. We are incredibly grateful to the Indigenous communities who have been protectors of the land and water since time immemorial. And this is your daily reminder to know whose land you stand on.